It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Wrestling Dark presents. The Dark Sheets. Okay, deep breath. Firstly, are you okay? I hope so. It feels very strange indeed sitting here hosting a podcast that doesn't have the star power draw of Grado and Rab on the Wrestling Daft main show. And I imagine you may have been feeling a lot like I have. Shaken, bemused. And overjoyed at the reception the first episode had. A white, beardy, specky guy launching a new wrestling news podcast is maybe unwise, but not illegal. So for the next hour or so, let Craig DL, Billy Strachan and I groom your ears with our favourite bits of wrestling from the past week as we look to fill up, I mean, fill up the latest edition of the Daft Sheet. Guys, welcome to this week's edition of the Daft Sheet. Uh, if you listened last week, you'll know that each episode, I, Chris Jack, uh, I'm playing editor to two guests as they fight to get their favourite wrestling news nuggets onto the front page, back page, page three, and the TV pages of our fictional dirt sheet, The Daft Sheet. And this week's journal jabronis are the co-writer of the greatest wrestling sitcom never written, Craig DL, and back for another bite of the Daft Sheet cherry, Billy Stacking off the Scottish Wrestling Network. Guys, how have you been this past week? Uh, pretty pretty decent. Um, as you know, I was in Vegas for a for a wedding. Um, it coincided with the uh, AEW stuff over there, which was insane. The amount of people that were there was insane. Um, and I tell you what, the Americans they just love the wrestling, don't they? Absolutely love the wrestling. I went to a pool party on the Sunday, and it finished just as uh, AEW's pay per view was kicking off. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in no fit state to go here. I was going to buy tickets, but there was no fit state to go to it. Um, but later on that night, when I was walking to the tattoo shop, um, I bumped into several people who were um, wearing all the merchandise. People had taken chairs for the lot. It was, it was absolutely insane, you know. So I'm you feeling good. Did take a, a trip to the, the burger shop that was allegedly giving away free double or nothing tickets with the burger and shake that was purchased, no? I didn't know about that. Otherwise, I would have done. No, it was, it was all a scam, obviously. It was all a scam. But, oh, was uh, it? Got a lot of traction in social media, aye. Well, instead of going to double or nothing, I just went and got myself booked in for a for a tattoo. So, you know, these things happen, I guess, when in Vegas. Exactly. And what about yourself, Billy? Has the, the, the Highlands or the, uh, in Scotland been as uh, effervescent with wrestling as uh, as Las Vegas was in the last few weeks? Uh, to be honest, when, when you asked me to come back on, I thought, should I should I break my streak of one in a row? And then realised, shit, I haven't actually watched any wrestling this week. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is your thing, panic. really. This is how you started last week as well. <laughs> I know. I don't watch wrestling. I don't know why I'm on here. Um, no, I've got a couple of interviews done this week for the for my podcast, uh, my less successful podcast. So, uh, that, that's it's, it's busy, busy. I've got my big, big annual quiz coming up. So, that's been an absolute panic to organise. So, just the, the birthday bash bonanza. 
the day of birth bonanza yes uh birthday bash unfortunately was taken about two weeks before i decided to do it uh by someone on our podcast that i i work with so uh yeah so yeah it's it's everyone's been announced for it i'm excited for it it's it's uh it's this weekend i'm recording it so oh god but anyway this isn't about me this is about the daft sheet as and to sort of have a wee icebreaker before we get into the, the nitty gritty of it uh, one of the the gossip stories that I've seen kicking about this week was that Cody Rhodes had pitched to have him against Brock Lesnar at Night of Champions, I think it was, as a dog collar match. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, for the two of you guys, what is the most ill-advised thing that you have ever suggested that has been kiboshed to stop he's getting an absolute kicking? Uh, when, 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 have, when have you been advised not to do something uh, unless there's going to be mad repercussions? Can imagine you've got quite a few there, Craig. I mean, like I, I'll need to, I'll need to have a, a bit of time to think about what I can say without getting me in trouble just now. Do you know what I mean? So, um, you just spent thirty seconds uh, calling a, a potential grimmer out on the, the instruction <laughs> there. So, uh, I, I don't think you need to worry too much about that. I mean, what's the what's the one thing that I've I think to be fair, like when I did book myself in for the tattoo, right? When I got myself in for the tattoo, I went in, I went in absolutely steaming with the intention of getting it done there and then. And the tattoo guy, big shout out to Martin from Vegas Inc. If you're if you're you're listening, that's Vegas name, that Martin. Hi. Um, actually, do you know what? It was Mike. Sorry, Mike. Mike from <laughs> Vegas. Uh, Mike from Vegas Inn. Um, he came over and he was like, "This sounds like a really elegant fucking tattoo, man, and I'd love to do it." but I ain't going to do it when you're like this because you'll bleed like fuck and you might regret it. And then the next day when I went in, he, he designed this incredible design. And I was like, yeah, absolutely love it. And he goes, I told you, bro, give me some time. I got you, man. I got you. Um, so I guess maybe that's the most recent time where I was getting a wee bit of, uh, I was I was kind of like held back from doing something daft. Was it for Paisley? That accent? <laughs> Paisley, via, Paisley via Florida. <laughs> and what about yourself, Billy? What's the... Um... It seems to be. Uh, I mean, last week it was it was ill-advised drinking, and uh, it seems to be the same same case again. I'd, I'd, in my youth, I would like to to have a couple alcoholic beverages and then not think about what I'm saying. So I've 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 narrowly avoided many a fight with uh, with the use of my words causing the spark that I've somehow able to escape get decked, but. Yeah, so I, I like to to let my what was it mouth open, belly rumble when I have a couple. That's why I'm sober now. I think it's for the safety of everyone else around me. <laughs> and to keep yourself safe as well, Billy. Don't do yourself so much of a disservice. Now we are going to crack right in and uh, get started with filling the front page uh, of this week's dot sheet with the or with the daft sheet rather uh, with the biggest wrestling news of the week and Billy I'm going to come to you first I know there's not been an awful lot of wrestling news to get our teeth into uh, this week there's not been any big massive stories but you've got you've got a pretty decent one for us I believe I do yeah and uh, I know there's going to be big stories I, I know I know you're you're trying to cover up the fact that I've picked something that's very niche when it comes to a story <laughs> on on this uh, podcast and like I've mentioned previously I don't seem to watch wrestling so uh, I, every time you when you invite me on I'm thinking why? Oh no! I've said yes now. That oh no! Now to find something about wrestling. My story though is possibly an underrated story. 
On this past weekend in Livingston, we had an Impact Wrestling superstar taking on a Noah superstar for the Impact Wrestling Digital Media Championship. So Discovery Wrestling made her debut in Livingston as they took over from Reckless Intent as they are on a hiatus. We had Joe Henry successfully defending the Digital Media Championship against Jack Morris in a match that it's historic because that's something you don't see in Scotland often, especially not in Livingston. There's not very often you see anything <laughs> like anyone winning in, in Livingston. But uh, you got that, and it was just a yeah, it's, it's an underrated historic moment. Second time that title's been defended in Scotland, I think in the last month or so as well. Uh, and the fact that it's a dual-branded match for Discovery Wrestling, which is it's a company that's that's already had things like the Ring of Honor title. Uh, defended mm-hmm. a couple of times and they've had rest the uh, rest carnival title uh pure title defended there as well so it just adds another feather to their histo- history uh as well as yeah they say it's a it's a big historic moment in livingston of all places it's definitely something that should have been played up a lot more the fact that you've got uh one of the the biggest wrestlers ever to come out of scotland you know in terms of what joe hendy's done over the last few years and one of the the rising stars uh coming from the scottish scene and jack morris there yeah. uh but for it to happen in Livingston, of all places, is a, a bit odd. And I, I know that you've been scouting the the, the Twitter sphere for uh, reports from the match uh, and how it went down. But how how big uh, an impact, pun fully intended, uh, do you think that Joe coming back and, and Jack coming back and, and doing these kind of things in local shows is to the, the local scene? It just goes to show that, that this scene is still active i mean there there has been uh words and and discouragement uh, after everything that happened uh, during the pandemic of, of is there going to be a boom back and because of nxt uk was there going to be a, a scottish wrestling boom and i think there is and there isn't i think it's a more underground thing again which that's how the boom started it was underground and then it became overground and wombling free and it did it mm. did uh a big thing for for the impact in, in wrestling and it's Joe Henry and Jack Morris doing all their things abroad and coming back and just I think they're very humble wrestlers, which is great. You don't see it ego. They're willing to work with anything, anyone it seems. They're both very creative. It's just a it's a great thing for the Scottish scene that those guys are still coming back and, and putting putting in the work. You mentioned the word creative there, and that's the you know the the biggest accolade or one of the biggest accolades you can give to Joe Henry is that it's his creativity that has got him so far in wrestling. Do you think that uh, you know the freedom that he has with his, his his entrances, his music and stuff? Do you think that impact is maybe the ceiling for them there, or do you think that if he was to go any higher with the likes of WWE or AEW, that he'd be able to continue that kind of uh, that kind of thing about his character? Certainly, AEW they would they would just like, jump at it because they, they need all the social media engagement they can get which isn't uh tony khan jittering his way through a promo so they would <laughs> jump on anything that's that's kind of cool as well because you know some of their social media stuff some of their being elite it's kind of corny uh, so to get a a cool thing like the parody videos and the fact that he brings in so many of his his students and guys and it makes it, it gives them a little bit of a platform as well. I don't know if you saw the first one. These, I believe, a Joe Henry one. There uh, was guys from his school, like Ashley Vega. There was uh, Connor Malloy. There was a few wrestlers in Scotland in that video, and, and of course David J. Wilson, who unfortunately died in the video, uh, as uh, when <laughs> when uh, they were saying his name. But it it just goes, yeah. He can, he can be creative, he, but he can also do it the other way around. He can. He's just a guy that that has so many 
uh, feathers to his cap that, or quivers to his bow. Uh, I'm loving the the, the metaphor oh, tonight. Uh, the the, the uh, quivers to his bow that he can if they give him the opportunity, he will just grab it and he will make the best of that opportunity. And uh, yeah, that's Joe is just great. He is, and so is Jack Morris, you know, for, from a guy that's, you know, through the pandemic, he was quite heavily featured in the, the ICW shows, from what I remember, that were going on behind closed doors to now breaking out into Japan. Uh, how how happy are you with the, the rise that, that he's had over the last couple of years? I, I, amazing, because he's come from a football background, I think, was it Dunfermline or something like that? He's, he's got a, a football background, so you probably know a bit more about Jack Morrison than even I do, Chris, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, uh, you've got a little bit more of a knowledge of that. I can see it. he's quite an athletic guy. He's got a, he's got a footballer's kind of build, I suppose. Uh, mm-hmm. But but yeah, uh, you know, he's, he's obviously putting that to good use in the ring. Absolutely, and I don't know much about Japanese wrestling. I don't seem to know a lot about wrestling. It's outside of of <laughs> uh, this border, but uh, it it he's, he's, seems to do well. He was on that last Great Muta show as well, so that's a mm-hmm. huge thing for him to be a part of. Um, so he, he, yeah, get another guy that seems to be doing. It's just so confident, so good looking as well. Um, I mean, not that I'm trying to flirt with him on this this podcast if he's listening, <laughs> but he's he's looks like a wrestler. I think that's the he best does. way I could put it. Yeah. He looks like a wrestler, so it's it's uh, yeah, a testament to his work. Yep, and for, from Jack Morris and Joe Henry looking and, and being the part of wrestlers uh, to uh, you know your your story here is looking like it's a, a good a good uh, call for the front page. But Craig, is there any other news that's been happening in wrestling this week that you think might be able to usurp it? I th- I thought you were just going to say there that um, from looking like a wrestler to looking like a boss coach, Craig, what's your story? <laughs> um, you know, but uh, you should have went, went with that, yeah. You missed an opportunity. Um, yeah, there was a couple of things that caught my eye this week. Um, obviously, you know how much I love the Bloodline storyline um, mm-hmm. and, and how that seems to have developed into this amazing storyline with so many sort of subplots that's kept it going for as, as long as it has been. And, you know, if they play it right, it'll continue to go for a lot longer. Um, but what caught my eye this week is the, um, you know, it was the announcement that Tony McCann was going to make an announcement uh, to announce the return of CM Punk. Um Tony Khan obviously thinks by showing up on the, the TV that he's got the clout of the oldest Mr. McMahon uh, character, but he, he yeah. made, the, made the announcement um, about CM Punk, and that's the guy that has got clout to bring eyes onto the product. And I think over the past couple of years, AEW has relied on a bit of sort of blind loyalty with some of the stuff that's going on um, because it's been newish, it's been fresh, it's been the challenger. So a lot of the AEW fans stick with it. But I think with CM Punk coming back, compared to where he was a few months ago, Showing up at every show imaginable, trying to like you know create some uh, create some 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 controversy, create some hype. Um, to have him back in is is fantastic, and for me, it's it's going to be interesting to watch how they do this. You know, how are they going to do it? I know they've got the separate shows. Uh, allegedly, they're going to put all the sort of allegedly um, <laughs> difficult to work with people um, in order to yeah, separate no the way egos. That can go wrong. No way that can go wrong with, with all these troublesome people in the one room. No, they'll all be pretty cool. I'm sure they'll all be pretty reasonable. And, you know, I'm sure nobody will pull the Hulk Hogan. That doesn't work for me, brother, card um, at, at some point. But, you know, again, how how do they play that into the storyline? Do they do they create um, almost like a brand split, like Raw versus SmackDown? But then 
or, or how do they do it? Do they get CM Punk coming in, which would be my suggestion, and basically bringing the company to splitting point? You know, get CM Punk in, have him go full-blown punk, cocky heel, where he blends all the real-life drama that happened into an absolute work where the internet um, community will eat it up. You know, they will eat it up. Um, he comes in, starts upsetting people. He starts recruiting people and splitting tag teams and breaking factions up because everybody <laughs> has to choose a side. You know, you're either Team Omega or Team Punk, and it becomes like this big sort of civil war um, where you can bring the Forbidden Door in and get um, New Japan or Ring of Honor mm-hmm. to come in and work with AEW to bring down the evil, similar to what Mr. McMahon did when he injected NWO and brought them back in because he thought it was the only way to save uh, the WWE. Um, and then with that, does that then lead to Ring of Honor or New Japan um, bringing AEW down um, after they've brought Punk's version down or, or whatever? Uh, you can build this for at least a year and then the payoff being Omega versus Punk somewhere down the line. Um, but if they book this correctly, they've got at least a year's worth of TV viewing, um, which I don't think the viewers will get tired of. He's shown to the fans what he's really, really like with these recent antics. Um, so let's just let that roll on the hard cam. Let's see where it takes us, you know, and I think that if he, if Tony Khan allows the minds of Omega, the Elite, um, FTR and Punk to book this long-term story, I, I do think it's got the shot of being on a par, if not better, than the Bloodline storyline. It's definitely got the shot. There's so much controversy surrounding it. There's so many little feds that can be woven in for, from all over, uh, purely based on the, the fallout from Brawlout last year. Uh, and the fact that Punk is coming back, you know, it's it's getting everybody talking. It's getting everyone tuned in. The only issue I feel would be, you know, the Saturday night slot that Collision is going to hold. You know, as much as I enjoyed Tony Khan's announcement about it and how excited he is, you know, when he does his, his Eurovision points style uh Still announcements on Dynamite uh, every week. My issue is that Saturday night is not a particularly great night for drawing a viewership, but it's the hardcore followers, the hardcore AEW fans, they'll be the ones that will be tuning in, whether that's live or whether that's through their streaming services, whatever, to, to tune it in. And my, my fear is that, you know, the initial punk, punk comeback, is that going to be enough to maintain that viewership for a year? Is that you know? Is it still going to be? Is Collision still going to be as must see television as it maybe will be in the first four or five weeks, or is it going to be you know be a, wet, a bit of a wet fart like the Rampage has become? Well, that's it. They've got to they've got to play it properly. They really, really do have to play it properly. And I think that only time will tell. And another big factor in this is going to be how committed CM Punk is to it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that chip in his shoulder. He always wanted to prove that he was a, a main event guy. He always believed that he should have been the guy in WWE. He's basically been given the keys to the castle here, you know, and and it's up to him to bring the crowds in. It's up to him to push it forward. So it depends on how long he stays committed for it because, like you said, if it does become a bit of a wet fart, does he push the eject button and mm-hmm. go over to Papa H and say, you know, let, let me let me back in WWE, get me in the Hall of Fame and let's uh, let me get one final payday. Well, they, they have mentioned him recently on WWE television mm-hmm. with the, the Roman Reigns stuff uh, with Thousand Days and, and mentioning Punk in that. Uh, so, it's you know, it's it's exciting times. You mentioned better about Punk staying invested, Punk staying committed. It's about him staying fit as well because I, I don't want to see him come mm-hmm. back and go through, you know, stupid jumping out the crowd and breaking a foot or doing a, an ill-advised dive where he, he, he fucks up his elbow as well. I want to see the, the best, most heel shittyish. Uh, CM Punk come back and just just cause it, just cause absolute havoc. But I think 
based on both of these stories that yourself and Billy have pitched to me, I think I'm going to go with a local aspect in this one. I'm going to push the local and I'm going to give Billy the front page for uh, for Joe Hendy and Jack Morris, just to, to give the, the local stuff that, that wee bit of push that it maybe needs. Uh, you know, that there's going to be tons more stories about CM Punk over the coming weeks and months and years. So we'll give this front page to, to Billy on this occasion. Yeah. Couldn't, really, couldn't really compete with Livingston, could I? Not could not at all, and uh, the the headline that we came up with, or that I came up with for that it reads better than it does being set out, but is Livy and Unleashed as the worlds of Impact Wrestling and Noah collide near mid Calder. So Billy, well done on getting on the front page. Uh, so from the front page, we now turn to the back page where we are looking for the most entertaining or the most jaw-dropping uh, wrestling match that's happened of the week. And Craig, I'll come to you first on this. What do you think should be adorning the back page of this week's staff sheet? I mean, I don't think there's any contest for anything over the past week um, other than KO, Kevin Owens and Gunther from last night's Raw. An absolute unreal masterclass in how to do a match. Um, you know, two bigger guys, you know, Kevin, obviously, a bit more sort of heavy set with the prize fighter, um, and and Gunther, who's like about a hundred feet tall, um, but just the way they were throwing each other around and moving around that ring, it was incredible. You know, it was an absolute masterclass to watch. And if you haven't seen it, dig it out on YouTube because it's about for fourteen and a half minutes from start to finish. The crowd really, really ate it up, and Kevin Owens is probably in the prime at the moment in terms of. He's and he's at the best he's ever probably been, yeah, um, yeah. or that we've ever seen, you know, because it could have been better on the Indies. But like you know, just the way he is on the microphone, everything, a, a fantastic all rounder, and the way he set up the matches with Imperium. If you've not seen it, Imperium have been coming up to Sammy and KO, and last week on Raw, and Kevin Owens said, "That's not how you do things. You've not been called out." You can't come here. You've not been called out. We never said your name. You've played your music. It's the unwritten rule. And they were backstage talking about something. And then, you know, Imperium shows up and, and Kevin Owens went on a bit of a rant about how, you know, they've got no respect. And then Gunther came up and said he needs to teach him discipline because he's got a bad attitude. He's got a horrible um, temper to which Kevin Owens was like, temper? You want to see my temper? Do you know what? Let's go to the ring. Go to the ring right now. And, you know, you get Sammy trying to drag him back. But they went out to the ring and they tore it up and it was fantastic. The big thing that it did see for me, I thought it was a trial run to see how Gunther is at the sort of main event level of a wrestler in terms yeah. of who he was working with. Because if you look at his reign, he's beat some interesting characters. Obviously, he's beat the likes of Sheamus and, and Drew and stuff like that. But at the moment, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are two of the hottest people in WWE. So... They put him. I think they've put him in there to test bed it to see what he's like because I think Gunther's a definitely a future world heavyweight champion. Um, and the big thing it showed me was that he was he was very although he was dominant, he was very very beatable, and mm-hmm. that adds credibility to a champion because you don't want a champion that just goes in and wins for a thousand odd days um, without the threat of of ever losing. Um, and this was the first time that in in WWE times that Gunther has relied on any outside distraction or interference for the win, and they couldn't have done it better. There was a sequence throughout where they went from trading punches to clotheslines, and then they even traded German suplexes, and it was unreal. Um, And again, to highlight how good Gunther was in this, when you watch it back, he doesn't do the typical heel thing where he, he, he goes for the cover, and the referee does a near fall, and he gives it the, oh, that was three, that was three, come on! He got the near fall, and it, he got the near fall. The referee counted. He was up, and he was straight back into it, yeah. working away. Um, and it was none of that forty-five seconds arguing with the ref bullshit. It was just, I've got a job to do. 
I'm going to do it. And yeah, that was my match of the week. It's it's incredibly watching. If you've got the time, really, really do check it out. Yep, I've only seen the sort of the, the final stretch of it, but that part that you were talking about there of Gunter, uh Kale kicks out of the cover and Gunter's straight back on him. That was included in that. And then I think, you know, Kale hits out a, a fisherman buster uh for a, a near fall. And then the two of them, you, you mentioned how they were trading punches and chops and clotheslines and Germans. They traded top rope moves as well. So Gunther did big splash, Kale yeah. gets the knees up, Kevin Owens goes to the top rope, hits a, a one of the best swanton bombs you're never likely to see, especially from a guy that's, you know, 260, 270 pounds. Uh, and then that's when Imperium get involved and in classic WWE style, Gunter wins out with the, the surprise roll up uh, just to, to put a, a bit of uh, a bit of raw uh, lore into it as well. But no, it was uh, from what I've seen in, of the, the match itself and of the reaction to it online, it, you know, people are calling it one of the raw matches of the year. Uh, so I'm definitely going to go and have a, a watch back of the full 14 and a half minutes. So that, that's a that's a, a solid pick there, Craig. It's a solid pick. Can Billy beat it? Can Billy get on the back page? No. No, I can't. <laughs> oh, well. Because uh, that, that's an amazing pick. Because, yeah, I've, again, I've seen highlights of it. And it's it, it, there's no I don't think there's any better complete package of a wrestler right now than Kevin Owens. Uh, he's He's got the the gab he's, he can create a story he can create drama he's engaging as a as a wrestler and uh, i mean just since his match with austin it seems to be going into another different gear mm-hmm. as well the last year so yeah i'm not going to beat that but i will put forward something because mm-hmm. you know that's the aim of the game um and i'm going to last week's raw uh, as just to be a, a little bit cheeky but i'm not winning anyway so it doesn't matter <laughs> um but i'm going to throw out the miz versus ricochet in their money of the bank qualifier just because we know what ricochet can do uh we know what what big trev can do uh when it comes to to wrestling um for for those unaware i've met ricochet and he introduced himself as trevor which blew my mind entirely because i was <laughs> it wasn't right it wasn't right it's that's the name of a frog that's not a name of a wrestler yeah, it's not a um name. it's really not no obviously but uh, I for, for, for a, a wrestler of uh, Ricochet's style and stature and everything, Trevor is just a bit of a uh, bit of a letdown. It really is. But it's matter the Miz. The Miz got to show something he hasn't shown in a long time. We know what he can do in the mic. He's very solid in the ring. He's fairly safe unless you're jumping at him. And <laughs> he got to throw in some some great uh, some I'll say lucha, I suppose we'll call it that. But some harakaranas, some some new offense to his repertoire. Um, mm-hmm. It was just it was just nice to see the Miz have something a competitive match, which he hasn't really had since I don't know. Who knows when? When was the last so, time we had a competitive match? So the zombie to... thing, the zombie yeah. thing, where oh uh, yeah, back, back, that was back in the, the 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 performance center days, uh, where the in fact was Scotty too hot. He was one of the zombies in that as well, for what I remember. Was yeah, Army of the Dead was the was the film tie-in. Yes. Oh, amazing, terrible uh, but amazing. It's I've seen a lot of chat about this this match online last week, and again I've only seen like wee bits and bobs of it, and it just it, it looked as if Miz was just being a bit more aggressive than we're used to. You know, we we know that he's famous for saying you know he, he wrestles a certain style so he doesn't get injured. That's why he's had the longevity of career while 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 others uh, have have been on the shelf for a, a good bit. 
but there did seem to be a, a lot more aggression. And there was one one sequence in particular that, that popped me, which was when he had a kind of face buster out of the, the corner on Ricochet and then rolled through into a short DDT. So Ricochet was on his knees, so there had been the, the full extension on it. Because he's on the, his knees, he's got short up to go. And uh, Ricochet sold the shit out of it as well, uh, which was class. But just seeing that variation, something we've not seen from us for a long time. We're used to like all these moves, you know, He's got his own sort of five five moves of doom uh, in his matches for the, the most part. But seeing them break out uh, the, the new offence, it, it really popped me. Uh, but, I mean, ultimately, it didn't really do much for them because uh, Ricochet has now advanced to the uh, the Money in the Bank uh, qualifier instead. Uh, also, the Money in the Bank match instead of the Miz. Where do you think the Miz goes from here? Where do you think his, he should be? Is he going to be around the sort of upper mid-card uh, for the for the summer, or do they need to put him into more of a, a focused uh, storyline going forward? I think he's going to be fine just as a as a brand ambassador. I don't think we need to see the mismatches. I think he's just, he's, just he's very good at just being like, a host stay, and stay. instigating things. So I would love him to. I think get I think a, he's a, yeah, just to be a I, house. And, I think he's I think he's a he's probably now at the stage of his career where I don't think he needs to nor will he win a title ever again. But I do think that he's probably one of these people that we need to be, the WWE need to be utilising to get new talent over. You know, because I think if people talk about The Miz, there's a certain degree of credibility there for the guy. Like, he's lasted however many years he's lasted. Mm-hmm. He's the safest in the ring. And he, he knows the WWE style. I think that he will be one of these guys in the, the coming years. Because he's in his mid-40s, isn't he? Uh, early mid, I think I. Aye. So like he's now at the stage where he'll probably want to be a bit safer for the sake of his kids. Um, you know, but I think that he'll wanna yeah, he'll wanna he'll wanna be starting to put people over and, and, and propel new talent coming up through NXT or, or or whatever. That would be that would be where I would put them as moving forward. But you know, if I did if I knew what I was doing, I'd be running WWE, but I'm not, am I? He's still great in the live shows as well. Uh, mm-hmm. when, uh, I was at WWE Belfast the week there. It was him against Seth Rollins just before the, the interval. Uh, and, you know, the crowd were going daft singing the Seth Rollins song. And Miz, like, like for five, almost ten minutes, was just like, stop singing, stop singing. And the more he said stop singing, the more the fans were singing. Uh, and just playing that part of the, the person that everybody loves to hate is, mm-hmm. is it's a talent in itself. You, know, you, you might question he's a thing abilities or how he's not the flashiest but in terms of getting a reaction he, he never fails, never fails uh, and uh, on this occasion uh, Craig you have not failed to get the back page for two reasons I think in you know, well with three reasons but Billy already conceded these first <laughs> <laughs> at the start so, so that's a, a buy, I think in terms of the reaction to the match and from seeing it, you know as you you know, you, you love the, the big meaty men slapping meat I think we're all fans of that kind of thing, uh, and that's exactly what the match was. And also, also the headline that came up for it is is worthy of winning it as well, which is fans go Gunter KO mental for non intercontinental bout. So you know, love a pun, love a bit of wordplay. So that's why. Awesome. Uh, so now you guys are going to get a, a bit of a rest to the, the charge of batteries and come 
at me thick and fast with the, the page three and TV pages. But for the next sort of 10, 15 minutes, uh, you're going to hear the lovely dulcet tones of one Molly Spartan, who I spoke to today, uh, all about what's going on down at Iron Girders Gym in Glasgow and a bit about what she's doing extracurricular uh, outside of wrestling, which still involves wrestling as well. You'll get, you'll, know, you'll get what I mean when you listen to it. So here's Molly Spartan. So this week's centrefold in the daft sheet is with none other than one of the busiest women in Scottish and worldwide wrestling at the moment. It's Molly Spartan. Molly, how are you? I'm good, darling. How are you? I'm not too shabby. Thank you very much uh, for coming on to the daft sheet this week. Uh, there's plenty for us to talk about, uh, which we've just kind of been discussing off camera uh, for a wee while. So I'm excited to see where the conversation goes. Uh, but the first thing I was wanting to talk to you about, Molly, is... Since lockdown and, and wrestling getting back uh, to where it needs to be, you have kind of been part of the, the forefront of Glasgow's resurgence uh, in, in wrestling uh, with the, the Iron Girders gym. Yeah. Um, so basically, Iron Girders, um, Iron Girders basically started off as a, it was actually just a normal gym that both me and the husband, uh, Wolfgang, mm-hmm. um, would actually go and train um, when it was just a gym and we'd always sort of looked at it where it was always really quiet like it would just most of the time it would just be us maybe one or two other people but it was just so quiet and Wolfie always said that look if if this place went because this place can't be doing well kind of as a joke but sort of said look if this came up as some place that we could acquire like that would be cool and then it did and Ended up sort of purchasing the gym. We ended up purchasing the gym in December of 2019, which you can tell four months later, the gym was closed. Um, At first, it was just to be a gym. Mm -hmm. um, But when lockdown happened and you've got all that time to sort of think about what you want to do or where you want to go or what your steps are going to be once we enter this sort of new world. Um, Wolfie sort of came up with the idea of, why don't we turn this into a wrestling gym, like a, a gym that's specifically designed for professional wrestlers. Um, and it ended up being himself and Kaylee Ray, Alba Fire, who, however, whatever name you want to call her, <laughs> um, started talking about how they were going to have to go back and start doing these no fans tapings yeah. with NXT UK. And we sort of had, I don't know, I'm sure we all had these sort of ways of communication. Ours was we would play G, the racing games in GTA over <laughs> the headphones to sort of keep talking to one another. Aye. Um, and just through that, we sort of came up with the idea of like, well, what if we bought a ring? <laughs> what if we bought a ring and we were like, oh, yeah, okay, let's, let's, okay, bye. So Kaylee and Wolfie split the costs and bought this wrestling ring, which in turn ended up going, well, where's it going to go? And we're like, well, you go in the gym. And then we ended up dismantling parts of the gym and taking walls out and everything. And we built this ring in the gym. And at first it was there for us 
to knock the rust off yeah. before we and ended up before all of us ended up going and doing these closed doors tapings where we became our little bubble when we had like you were only like six people so we like chose like right there was myself my tag partner Casey Kaylee Ray, Stevie Boy and Wolfie and uh, were the bubble we had and we'd go in and sort of try and run ropes and train a bit so that we knew we weren't going to get injured going into it. But when we started this, that then became like, well, this could be something we could like we could develop into an yeah. actual business. This could be a gym where you can only really train here on your own um, if you're a professional wrestler. So you have to have some form of training to understand the risk that happens when you go into a ring. So mm. basically, you're not going to start doing shooting star presses on your own with no crash mat kind of thing. Like, yeah. if you're going to do that sort of thing, you understand, maybe, maybe we <laughs> should have other people here. Um, But it also allowed us, when things started to open up, to sort of start uh, giving one-to-one training where it was minimal contact. We had, we, we've still got bottles of sanitizer, and I'm sure we all do, <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Like, we've got these giant bottles that were everywhere around the gym, Cans and sanitizer, all the masks, all of this, that, the next thing. Um, it was strange having new people and having to take their temperature to make sure and all stay away. Um, but then that became sort of something we were able to give like one to one coaching. Yeah. So you had the likes of um, Wolfgang and BT Gun and Stevie Boy and all that sort of giving these one to one, which has actually weirdly, I think, produced a lot of great talent. I had actually taken part in one of the the one to one sessions with Stevie Boy. Uh, I think yeah. it was it must have been just after the gym had reopened. Uh, it was in the it was the warmest day of the summer in Glasgow, and it was one of my it was one of my first sessions back, uh, like doing anything wrestling after lockdown as well. So I was you know more out of shape than I normally would be uh, going into a wrestling mm-hmm. training session, and he drilled me hard. <laughs> it was. You know, not not only with the, the the heat going on, but in terms of what it was putting me through, seeing what my, my skill levels were, that kind of thing. And it's the only yeah. time that I've vomited at a, a training uh, session. I had to go out the back uh, to where I had my temperature taken when I was coming in. I had to go back out there, yeah. gather, gather my, my thoughts and my breath and, and let the, the vomit out and then get back in to finish the session. And it was, you know, as you say, being able to do that in a, a wrestling-specific environment with proper trainers, with a proper setup, uh, it was it was really good being able to get that 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 sort of training different to mm-hmm. anything that I'd had before because you're so used yeah. to training in classes. It's very rare you get a chance to do like one one on one wrestling training yeah. sessions. Uh, so so yeah, it was it was a great experience for me, and there was a few things that I brought back from it to our training sessions yeah, as yeah. well. So. So it was class uh, being able to do that. But you, you were saying there that, yeah. you know, the, the, those one-to-one sessions have kind of brought through a good raft of new talent. Yeah. Yeah, like there's lots of talent. Like Arcade Violence are my go-to, these two lads. Mm-hmm. Um, he just recently lost his name, but uh, he's now Brody Turnbull. And you've got uh, Jake Lawless. And them as a tag team, like, in no time you're going to see them everywhere. They've just got this really sort of unique kind of look, this 80s. They do, like, it's all, like, neon sort of colours and stuff. But they're so good for the small time that they've been doing it. But 
they came through the one-to-one dedicated personal training and then when it started becoming where we were able to get like bubbles so like you sometimes get training sessions where it's just been four people mm-hmm. that have booked in for the training session and then but that's like that's like their group to learn like sort of tag stuff and like we supply like a tag team class so we like focus on thursday night is tag team wrestling like the tag teams come in or if you even want to try tag teams if you've got a guy that you want to start with or give it a go you can come to this class but yeah arcade violence they are the there's them there's like casino brutal there's the young team there's koe there's all these that come to this tag class mm-hmm. plus there's other ones that are coming up that just don't have a tag name yet for me to name <laughs> <laughs> but yeah these arcade violence are the, like they are a born in iron girders tag team and they are yeah they're going to be everywhere so as well as you know creating the next generation of booming Scottish talent. Uh, you are also very, very busy in other realms of your life as well. Uh, you've recently been treading the boards, I believe. Yeah. Um, so I'm part of this this show. It's a sort of it's one of its kind. It's the first that's ever sort of happened in the world, which is a bit mad. Um, it's a show called Mythos Ragnarok. Um, so... Last year at the Fringe Festival, I sort of joined the cast. They'd done like a couple of shows in the Cockpit Theatre in London, um, and they decided to bring it to the Fringe Festival. It's been written, directed, produced, the whole shebang by a guy called Ed, Ed Gamester, who has done like stunt work and motion capture, stuff like that, but he's done a lot of wrestling for companies like Lucha Britannia and things like that in London. Um, but he produced this show. He decided that he'd been trying to get the theatre work, but it was basically shunned. Like, he wasn't a proper actor because he was a wrestler. But at the same time, he wasn't a proper wrestler because he wasn't signed to WWE. Yeah. And he wasn't a proper... Like, everything. Like, he was he was everything yet nothing at the same time. And he just sort of decided, well, if nobody's going to put me in their show because I don't have what they deem as the right credentials... Um, I'm going to make it myself. And the one thing he loves, and if if you ever met Ed or you even looked at him, he plays Odin. He loves Vikings. So that's that's very clear. Um, so he produced and wrote the show and we went to the Fringe with it. And the first night at the Fringe, um, we had four people in the audience. Uh, there was this one random woman who sat in the front row. There was Wolfgang, Angel Hayes and um, Logan Smith in the crowd who had come because they went to train together, realised that it was only them that evening because other people had other things and they decided, well, let's go see Molly's show. Let's just go see what she's up to. Um, And when they came out, we were like, oh, okay. And then not even a week later, we then went from that to having 18 sellout shows in a row we became the most reviewed show by the public on the Edge Fringe website of that year. Like we had, we that we used to just say like, go, we don't, you don't even have to listen to us. Go read what other, like genuine, real people are saying, not like the like big outlets and stuff like that. Um, we ended up appearing on the BBC's sort of Fringe show because all of a sudden they started hearing about this mad Viking wrestling show that because the Vikings would be in the street and go, Are you the Vikings? And we'd be like, Yeah, we're the Vikings. <laughs> um but that then developed. We've done other sort of theatres around the country over the last year and we've just finished the Brighton Fringe. 
um, which was great fun. It was a bigger crowd and stuff like that. And we have just been nominated for the finalists in the International Encore Series Award, which can, like, there's winners of that in the past. Basically, what they send is they send these judges to all the fringes around the world. That's from Brighton to Edinburgh to Adelaide to wherever else in the world. Um, And... Yeah, like some of them have ended up doing like six weeks in the Soho Theatre in London on Broadway. Some people have ended up in Vegas. And so it's very exciting. None of that might happen, but at the same time, it might as well. So the, the Cody Rhodes mantra of going from undesirable to undeniable almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like people come back and come back again, which is mad because we're like, this is dead exciting because we're all at the start of this. But yeah, it's 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 very exciting because it also is another thing that can help wrestlers get proper work, like mm-hmm. proper work that can then go on to do other things, be it stunt work or motion caption for video games or, um, yeah, there's there's a whole host of other opportunities that come from if you all of a sudden become a legitimate professional theatre actor, which I can now go, that's, that's me. I've done that. I've done... A month run of the fringe. I've done theatres up and down the country. I've done the Brighton fringe. I've done, like, I've done things that people that would deem themselves as, oh yeah, no, I'm just an actor. I'm like, well, I'm just an actor and a professional wrestler. So, sorry, lads. <laughs> well, you have been a wrestler, an actor, and an absolutely brilliant guest uh, for this. Particular <laughs> so, uh, so where can, where would people be able to see Mythos? Uh, is it just at the fringe this year, or is it touring as well? Oh, we'll we'll have multiple different dates, and always maybe just uh, the mythological theatre, um, or even I think we've got a mythos Ragnarok page now. Um, we will be sort of touring it in different places, but right now our focus is the Fringe Festival because that is that it's very tolling. Like I will say, it is the best one I've ever like some of the best one I've ever had, and it's so exhilarating and it's so fun, but. It's a lot because there's so many acts to compete with as well. So that you do need to get up and get in full regalia and then dress up as Vikings and go and fly on the streets because, well, it's wrestling. So, you know what I mean? Like, you post on a flyer for a wrestling show, we just do it, but ours is deemed a theatre show. <laughs> um, awesome. Thank you, Molly. Thank you very much for your interview today. That has been fantastic. Uh, and for anyone interested in uh, joining Iron Girders off the back of listening to this, Get in touch with Molly, get in touch with her socials, uh, and you will sweat a bucket load until you vomit. Or you won't. Like, I will clarify, but let's not just say we're going to aim and make you be sick. So a big thank you there to Molly Spartan. Uh, catch her in Mythos wherever you can at the Edinburgh Fringe. And uh, if you do fancy uh, getting involved at Iron Girders, uh, just follow Molly or Iron Girders on Twitter and all the socials, sign up uh, and get your boss booted. Uh, <laughs> so we will go on with the next part. Uh, I mean, obviously it's in a safe environment, as, as Molly, Molly explained there. Whether it's in a group or whether it's a one-to-one, you'll have a lot of fun and you'll make a lot of friends doing it as well. Uh, so we are going to push on with filling the rest of the daft sheet. And uh, at this moment in time, we're going to come to page three. Uh, which is the most titillating bits of gossip in the wrestling world this week. So, Billy, I will come to you first on this one. What's been the best bit of gossip 
uh, that you have found in wrestling this week? Uh, not, not so much gossip, but again, I'm, I'm going back to the well. I'm, I'm heavily relying on Scottish wrestling to to hopefully, uh, uh, what is it, pluck, I was going to say pluck your string, but that's definitely not the, tug, tug <laughs> on your heartstrings. That's the one, tug on your heartstrings. Um, it was announced this week that Lionheart will be inducted into the ICW Hall of Fame. Uh, he'll be the third entrant into the Hall of Fame, Carmel Jacob and Drew Galloway being the other two. Uh, he'll be inducted by the Kinky Party, Jack Jester and Shaw Samuels. So we could see Shaw back up in ICW as well. So uh, it's it's not so much gossip, but I'm just very interested to see who will be part of that show, of course. Will we get some, some input from the Gallus guys? Because, of course, uh, Wolfgang uh, was heavily involved with, with Lionheart as part of the Gold Label and um, I think it's just a really nice thing. It's probably long overdue, but due to pandemics and all that kind of uh, real life stuff, it's just uh, taking its time to happen. And of course, you want to get a full crowd to see it. Um, yeah, but yeah. Lightcart passed away twenty nineteen, and in twenty twenty three, he's been inducted mm. into the ICW Hall of Fame. So, uh, yeah, it's a really cool thing that's that's happening. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, you know, Lionheart had such an indelible imprint on on Scottish and British wrestling uh, before they passed, and you even see, you know, nowadays, uh, you know, Piper Niven, whenever she's uh, on a big uh, WWE show, she's always got Lionheart armband on. Uh, and you know, they've, I think there's a a bench they've dedicated to him, and they do a walk every year. Then any of them, a lot of the guys for ICW as well. So it's good to see that he's he's getting recognised for for what he did. Uh, in a, an official capacity in the in the in the company that you know put put his name on the map, put put him out there. Uh, I have very, only a couple of like memories of Lineup uh, uh, from seeing him live. Uh, the the main one was when uh, Pro Wrestling Ulster ran uh, ICW Invades PWU show. So we had over here with Lineup with Shah, uh, with Stevie Boy, with BT Gun, with Jester. Uh, with a, a, a real kind of uh, mix of them came over, uh, Viper at the time as well, she was over uh, and it was a line heart uh, against Justy who is uh, a legend of Irish wrestling, comedy wrestler uh, and at the time Justy was paired up with this young guy called Darren Kearney who no longer wrestles mm. uh, they they were uh, they, they had been part of a tag team tournament at the show previously and the fans had to give them the name uh, a name for the tag team, so they they became quickly a uh, taggy Mc tag team because uh, mm. it was like the Boaty Mc Boat face thing, and Justy was absolutely raging uh, about it. And I remember the interview and Justy before the uh, the show for the for one of the publications I was working on, uh, and he was over the moon to be you know coming up against Lionheart, as someone that he'd he'd worked with a few times when Lionheart had been over wrestling in Ireland and stuff like that, uh, and the the match that they put on was. It was it was a great match. They didn't do a lot because it was shortly after Lion Hartley come back from his, his surgery and stuff, so he was still kind of on the on the mend. Uh, so they didn't do a lot, but the, the not a lot that they did do was brilliant. At, at one point, uh, Lion Hart getting up and hand and Justy all the time, so Justy just went to the burger van. Uh, he, he took the he took the ref with him. If we want to remember, he took the ref with him a wee bit, so he didn't get counted out. Went and got a burger. Scarf the the bug girl that went back in the ring and then Lionheart just let up on him. Uh, it's it was it was, a, it was a cracking match and it was you know it was one of my first times involved in like the putting together of a show. My main role at that ICW PW show 
was getting the car out for everybody. <laughs> uh, so I, I was getting sent to the, the wine flare just off the Boucher, uh, sorry, Lisburn Road, uh, up near where uh, Windsor Park is, where the Northern Irish national team play, and just getting like crates of uh, Buckfast to take back to the, the warehouse we were having the show in. Uh, but uh, that that's that show and that match is one of my, my long-lasting memories of uh, seeing Lionheart in the, the flesh, and it's, it's fitting that he's he's getting inducted into the, the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, um, I've I've seen him a couple times wrestling uh, in WrestleZone or ICW when they came to Aberdeen. So I've got to see him a few times. Of course, he he's made appearances on WWE TV. He was he was the other half of the Russian uh, national delegation for Rusev getting yeah. uh, his medal. He didn't he didn't have to speak Russian that night, uh, but Joe Henry did. Uh, he's, he's he wrestled was it TNA and Ring of Honor or TNA and WWE in the same calendar year. Um, he's he had that little mini feud with Jeff Jarrett for TNA coming to Glasgow. Uh, he's he's done so much in a grand scale, and and you don't he's one of those people that you don't hear a bad word about, other mm-hmm. than he's. He, he takes a little bit of time to you have to to warm to you. If once he once he does, you don't have anyone uh, closer to you. He'll he'll keep tabs on you, and he's he's very supportive that way. And uh, every time I speak to someone through the podcast through through my podcast uh, that that has any like touching with with Lionheart in, in any for any form, they've nothing but good things to say about him as a as a human. Uh, and not only as as a human, but as a wrestler as well. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a very emotional night, I think, for a lot of the fans that have seen him wrestle in Glasgow for ICW and for the wrestlers as well that are finally getting to to pay tribute in a wrestling sense, not just a bench, not just a walk, but in a wrestling sense yeah. for some that's probably touched their career in some fashion or form, uh, for 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 however long he was active for. So. Yeah. He, was, he was probably the wrestler that showed me the sort of serious side of ICW because all I really knew of ICW was was Grado. Do you know what I mean? Like we just all thought Grado was was class and his promos, you know, where he, he's jumping off the pier on a beach and stuff like that. And you know, like those early ones that he was he was doing on a video camera, like they're uploading to YouTube. Like that's what we knew of ICW. And it was one of the promos that he did, and I, I can't remember who he was against, but it was it was it was just he was the champion. He came on the camera and it was, it was like two and a half minutes of just pure intensity. I think mm. he I think he signed it off with "You're fucking getting it." Do you know what I mean? But the the promo, the way he did it, the intensity of it, everything, I was just like, wow, you know. And that was the first sort of for me the introduction to like the the sort of serious side of the Scottish wrestling because we talked about the stereotypes that we've had as as Scottish wrestlers earlier on in the in, in the podcast, and you know. This was the first serious wrestler I'd seen, but I was like, "Fuck, this guy's got a bit of credibility here." Like, you know, I was I was terrified when I was watching it, thinking, uh, "I think I might get, I might get my head fucking punched in," you know. So, <laughs> yeah, totally, totally deserved. And you even you even see as well uh, in uh, Rogue to Wrestler, like the, the BBC show that they they did, where they were training up scrubs to to become it. You know, you saw you saw both sides of them. You saw the the intense. Lionheart wrestler trainer, but you also saw him kind of letting loose a wee bit and being Adrian mm-hmm. and a wee bit in that, and it was it was good to see you know the uh, both sides of it. So that is a, a more than worthy uh, story to be putting forward for Page Three there, Billy. It's a it's a good one. And what about yourself, Craig? What would you uh, wager against it? I mean, I'm up against some serious stuff there. Um, 
what I what I went for is being a sort of decent bit of gossip this week. Could have been round the Cody Roads and Brock Lesnar side of things, but um, I, I'm I'm going for the LA Knight um, gossip that's doing the rounds at the moment. So it was suggested a couple of weeks ago after his reaction that he got in Puerto Rico that LA Knight was going to be winning money in the bank. And just with the, the fact that if you watch his qualifier that he had against Montez Ford, like the fact that he won it, mm. when you would think that a money in the bank match is made for a person like a Montez Ford, you know, with the athletic ability, there'll be a couple of decent spots there. Um, but LA Knight won that match and it was a decent match again, you know, that you, that, if you want to go back and sort of watch that, but yeah, LA Knight being slated to win Money in the Bank, and you know, with him at his age, you know, I think he's I think he's forty now, um, but on the microphone he's money, and he gets heat and he gets cheers, and I think that it was down to the reactions he was getting that they ditched the was it Maxine Dupree that he was meant to be when he came up, uh, Max Dupree, yeah, Max Dupree, sorry, yeah, so like um, when he was doing that. People were like rejecting it, but they were still keen whenever he came on the microphone, you know. So I think if WWE play it rightly, they've got a good person to sort of step up into main event because he's definitely main event, main event category, you know. His old school sort of promo style of trash talking isn't really done nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's all big, elegant, piss taking, you know. Like you look at the way Rollins does his promos, you look at the way Cody Rose does his evangelical promos, you look at the way that the Judgment Day do theirs. Ellie Knight just comes in and tells it like it is. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want. If you watch his promo as well, I go where I want and where I want to go. There's money in the bank. If you've got gold, keep it away from me because Ellie Knight, Ellie Knight wants it. So that's my sort of bit of gossip that I, that I read that seems to be coming to fruition is the Ellie Knight to win the money in the bank. I hope it is something that does come to fruition because I think, you know, the, the fans swell behind them, especially after being left off the last... Uh, a couple of pay-per-views, you know, he wasn't in WrestleMania. Uh, he was on the SmackDown in Puerto Rico, I think, but he wasn't actually on Backlash. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he wasn't in Night of Champions either. Yeah. So there's been a big swell of, of support for them. And considering where he was uh, after the the Mountain Dew, uh, whatever it was, Reese, the, Reese, the, the Reese's Pieces and Eminem-sponsored match. Yep, the, the um, most dangerous match in WWE history because it was shining uh, UV lights on a bunch of guys at ringside uh, for uh, for 20 minutes. Who knows what, <laughs> what, what, what shown up in that. Uh, but to come back from, you know, quite a, an underwhelming and disappointing feud uh, with, with Bray Wyatt to, you know, being on the precipice uh, of, of get, taking down the, the golden briefcase, It's it's been some, you know, but seven, eight months. Yeah, and if you, if you look at who's in the match, it just adds more sort of weight. To, to it because I think that I think there's only two other people qualified. I read the names earlier, but like he would be for me. I should say it was uh, Nakamura and, and Ricochet and Ricochet Trevor. Um, so we've, we've we've got Nakamura and Trevor in the match, and if it was those three, you'd be thinking right. Smart money here would be on pull the trigger on early night because you've tried Shinsuke, you you've tried Ricochet. He's not main event. He's upper lower mid card at best that that can. You know, get the fans excited with all the flicks and tricks. But out of those three, you know, you got to give, you got to go with it. Sometimes you just got to go with the crowd, you know. And I think that if Triple H has his finger on the pulse, then that's that's where they're going to go. It's it's all well good if Triple H has got his finger on the pulse. I've no doubt on it. But it's whether the Triple H has got Vince McMahon's finger up his arse again, <laughs> uh, which is going to be the uh, which is going to be the the tale of of whether they can they can pull the trigger on it. 
Um, especially with uh, LA Knight being uh, an old Impact guy as well. You know, AJ Styles came out the other week there and said, you know, when, when he made his debut in the Royal Rumble, Vince didn't know who he was, had yeah. no idea who he was. So if he didn't know who AJ was, I very much doubt he'll, he'll have any potty history on, on the former Eli Drake. I mean, uh, why doesn't but, Triple H just do what he did storyline-wise and, you know, get Vince drunk, pretend to be his voice, you know, seem to work when he get married to Steph uh, on Raw, you know what I mean? So, try it once with one McMahon, try it again. And on an interesting note, when I was on the bus going down to Fremont Street in Vegas, drove past that little chapel where uh, Steph and Hunter got married that, that, that Monday Night Raw. That crime scene where they... Broke uh... Tess's Tess heart. <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh, awesome stuff right yeah. so of those two stories which is the most titillating gossip which is the most titillating in fact you know what it's not the most titillating it's probably the most uh, heart string pulling I would say so less tit more heart uh, for Billy uh, and going with uh, Lionheart uh, being inducted <laughs> into the ICW Hall of Fame I think that that's that could have been worthy of you know the front page as well so uh, I'm going to go with that one on this occasion and okay. the headline that I had for that one was Lion King to be crowned uh, not not a great headline but it would do the job uh, on page 3 uh, which takes us on to the telly pages what are the things the must see bits of wrestling or wrestling related content now I, I kind of tripped over myself last week I said it didn't have it. It wasn't necessarily wrestling-related stuff, but obviously I meant it did have to be wrestling-related somehow. Otherwise, we could talk about Yellowstone or yeah, not Yellow Jackets, Succession, fucking Sesame Street, whatever. Uh, so it does have to have some kind of wrestling connotation to it. So, uh, DL, I will come to you. What would be your pick of something that we must watch that's wrestling-related? It has to be necessarily wrestling-related. Right, so South Park's out of the question then. Fuck, right, okay. Um, so hey, the John Cena and Edge one, I, I would allow that. I'd allow that. So time is at a premium for everybody these days. That's why Instagram Reels and, and Facebook Reels are the, the meta universe is uh, becoming sort of more and more popular. Like you go on Instagram and you'll scroll through your Reels and you before you know it, two hours have passed and you're thinking, right, I really should go and do something now. Um, but one, um, one day whilst scrolling through the Instagram reels and you know seeing what we what, what content comes up um I came across this Instagram profile which when I actually delved deeper into it it was just like an hour's worth I spent about an hour on this profile and it was an hour's worth of like wholesome family like wrestling fun and mm. um, it's a page and I think I've shared a couple of things with you before Chris about this but it's a page called Baker Banter um, yes. it's, a, it's an American uh, family um, it's ran by it's a, it's a kid called Derek and he's got um, Down Syndrome um, and he's a massive massive wrestling fan you know like to the extent where if he's wear, on a Smackdown day he'll wear blue and he'll have his little Smackdown flags on a Raw day he'll wear red and he'll have his Raw flags and they'll sit in the room and they'll all watch it together but they do it as a family and mm -hmm. it's just so nice to see how that can bring out emotions in people that encourages the, the family to spend time together doing something that, that, that Derek loves and you know it's not as if they're sort of like condescending or anything like that about it it's a really really nice heartwarming thing to watch and if you want to feel good watch it and one of the things that really really got me is that he has befriended the Mysterio family or they became friends so mm -hmm. some of the content you'll see is like Rey Mysterio at the start of the Dominic storyline 
meets De- Derek and Derek goes and he's like, I'm so sorry, I don't understand what's going on. And then Ray is like, you know, I know you're really tight with Dominic. He's maybe just lost his way. Can you have a word with him? And the sisters are filming all this. So like, you know, Derek is like, next time he speaks to Dominic, he's like, why are you talking to your dad like this? And no, no, no. And it's, it's just it's just so heartwarming, you know, like because he, mm-hmm. he he's like right into it and he, he loves it. And it makes you feel good, you know, like I think that he's, Cody Rhodes has managed to get him tickets for events and Dominic got him uh, front row seats for Raw. He's befriended Otis and there's a clip of him and Otis together doing a, like a, a bench press because he's part of the WWE <laughs> Special Olympics Committee um, yeah. and they, they're doing like weightlifting and stuff and you know like uh, in the middle of Raw like Otis says something to him and he's just him and his family are just so you know overwhelmed with joy and he's like Oh, it's called me, Mr. Baker. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So if you've got a bit of time to go down the, the rabbit hole that is Instagram Reels, check out Baker Banner. It's incredibly watch. And I, and I challenge anybody to come away with yourself not smiling at that account, you know, because if you if you come away not smiling, then you need to get yourself to the hospital because you've not got heart. Yeah, it's good to know that, you know, there, there is wholesome wrestling content out there on, on social media. Uh, and, you know, obviously with the... The affiliations that WWE has by the likes of the the, the Special Olympics and Make a Wish Foundation, that kind of thing, uh, you know, they they are you know making dreams come true for kids that you know are ever in these situations have these have these issues, and the fact that it's you know the 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 kids' family are are supportive of them and you know helping make these things happen for them because again not not every kid that's that, that's affected by by disability gets those opportunities and stuff like that uh, and it's good to show that you know the the ones that are able to to get those opportunities that the wwe superstars are embracing of it as well and the family are so sort of humble and nice about it you know like they, they couldn't believe it and if you watch these if you watch these wrestlemania clips like there's one time where he's in the crowd and he's like you know going wild because of something that's happening he's getting involved in every near fall he's doing the chants and stuff like that and there's a guy walks past and he's like are you baker banner and he's like yeah yeah we're baker banner and the guy buys him a beer and takes a picture and he's just like oh my god i'm, I'm a bit of a celebrity and it's, it's <laughs> nice to see and yeah, yeah so like check it out honestly the interactions with the mysterio family like not even just like it's not just Ray and Dominic. It's 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 Aaliyah and and her boyfriend, and it's um, Rhea Ripley as well. Like they're all doing an incredible job, like you said, to embrace the the community and you know give back. Because we all we've all seen the videos of at, at airports where they're having to sign here, there, and everywhere. You know, and if they, they they kick back, they get a bad reputation. When you watch this, you look and you think, wow, like just great performers, but incredible human beings as well. Yeah. So, that's that's my oh, that's awesome. TV page. He says the Baker Banner Instagram. Cool. You won't be finding that in TV times, but you will be finding it on Instagram. Billy, what should we be watching in your opinion this week? That's an incredible pick, by the way. So yeah, that's that's yeah. Again, another one. I'm quite happy. You, you've you've been smashing these picks. It makes makes me feel bad that I'm two I'm two one up at the moment. <laughs> um, I won't be now though, because uh, because my pick is is. It's not as heartwarming, but it's again social media. It's 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 a media content. Um, there's wrestler again pulled into my bag of, my, my Scottish my Scottish sack that I've got here. Uh, is a wrestler called Alex Webb. Uh, he wrestles in primarily Discovery, a bit of WrestleZone, a bit of Fierce City Wrestling as well. Part of a tag team called the Fierce City Saints with Alex with Air Miles, and he's got a YouTube channel called 
I think it's called Alex Webb, so it's fairly easy to find. But he does, he's got 143,000 subscribers or 13 million views. And Jeez. mainly what he does is video game reviews. Uh, he has done some wrestling content. He's done obviously the rest of video games, uh, like your two K and your SmackDown versus Raws and and all that kind of thing. And he's he done a did a video like going back over his first few matches, which was chaos because they were all terrible. And he was very very quick to say that. Um, but it's just cool to see that again. Just go back to my first pick, which was seeing Impact Wrestling versus Noah in Livingston. It's seeing a guy that's it's. Not on every show, he's not on all these shows elsewhere, but he's built this kind of online following through YouTube, just through memes and and witticisms on on video games, and it's again hundred forty three thousand subscribers, which is nuts for a small Scottish creator. But uh, he's he's his content's funny. That's that's the most important thing. It's not forced. It's just he's got some unhealthy obsession with Tobey Maguire. And Spider Man in general, and he just puts out really great content once a month, maybe twice a month if, if he's if we're feeling lucky, and it's just really good content to watch. Fifteen minute videos. So once you've you've done an hour of Baker Banner, uh, go to YouTube, watch a bit of Alex Webb, what say something mean about Saints Row, and then go back to Baker Banner for another hour. It's, that sounds like a good sandwich of a weekend. It certainly does, and I mean, like you mentioned there, you know about. It being you know digestible chunks and he's actually good and he's funny. Uh, you uh, uh you recently became a, a dad, Billy, in the, the last year or so, yeah. Yes, I did. My, yes, my, myself and Craig, we've got kids that are at that age where it's probably YouTube getting watched the the most times, and the amount of utter shite uh, that uh, that that certainly my daughter goes through on uh, on. Uh, YouTube, especially like gaming stuff, she's right into watching people playing Minecraft <laughs> and talking a lot a lot about that. Um, so it's good to see that those, that people actually use YouTube to create gaming content, which is actually informative and funny and engaging, as opposed to just like random uh, clip arts getting put on top of whatever fucking characters there are in Minecraft and uh, and all that pish. Sorry, <laughs> just there uh, that in there. Sorry. I'm glad it's not just yeah. Logan that watches that sort of stuff. Just when you're mentioning that there. I went to switch his TV off earlier on on the app and it said it comes up what they're watching. So I sent him upstairs and he went to bed. He always has like, either he reads a book or he alternates between reading a book and, and half an hour, 45 minutes of TV. Um, and he went upstairs and he was like, oh, can I watch TV tonight? I said, yeah, yeah, cool. No YouTube, mine, no YouTube. So it comes to the time when I'm putting it off. He'd been watching Netflix. When it comes to the time to put it off, what flashes up on the screen? Logan's TV, YouTube. I'm like, sake man we're <laughs> watching people do walkthroughs and stuff like that but the, the for the one time i did see the advantage of that was he was stuck on a bit of luigi's mansion on the switch for ages and then mm. i walked into his bedroom and he's he's got the switch in his hand and he's watching his tv and i was like hang on like your switch isn't on the tv but the switch is playing he goes oh i'm watching a I'm watching somebody do this level that i can't do so he was watching it and then he just completed the level within 15 minutes and i was like wow where was that when we were kids when we were stuck on it that final bit of Super Mario where you had to where you had to jump and then press the run button and then the dive button. It was just like, yeah. But I thought fair play. That's that's using your head. But it's, yeah, it's, absolute it's, garbage. It's a lot better than uh, siphoning uh, through Games Master magazine, uh, trying to get the, the cheats and all that. 
Yes. Oh, the wee, the wee tiny thin books that you got once a month, and then well, like, once a quarter, you get the big thick one. Oh, yes. yeah. Uh, and again, I, I remember getting Games Master uh, magazine and stuff when I would, would have been like six, seven, not understanding any of it at all. But it was like, it's got a Sega Master system in it. I need to have this kind of thing. So it's good that, you know, uh, I don't need to be shelling out for magazines on it. I can just fire on free YouTube stuff, even though it is garbage. The <laughs> one that I will say that I, I can tolerate is she watches this guy. It's called Brent Television or Brent TV. And he's a guy who is in search of the perfect SpongeBob popsicle. So uh, he basically buys loads of these SpongeBob ice lollies and they've got like gumball eyes and they've got the face of SpongeBob on them. But he tries to find perfect ones and he's only ever found three. And I, I swear the guy's probably spent about 10 grand buying these ice cream things. Um, he's, he's, he's quite good. He's quite good. He's, he's, all the, he's quite clearly a stoner as well, making content for kids, which is probably a bit uh, questionable, but it's, it's worth checking out as well. But... For the TV stuff, uh, again, I think we'll, we'll go with an emotional pull on this one again. I think we will give it to Baker Banter uh, yeah. on uh, for this week's TV pages there. <laughs> no offence to Alex Webb, you know, fair play, you know, 13 million views, 143k followers, but wholesome content should always be the winner. Absolutely. Now, on last week's show, we did Dear Dafties, which was the problem page. This week, I am going to spice it up a little bit, and we are going to have a section all about wrestlers and their horoscopes. Now, I'm stuck between calling it Mystic Omega, like like Mystic Meg, or Superstar Signs, which is kind of the easy cop-out on that. So you can choose it as applicable on there. But what I've done is I have given Craig and Billy the option uh, of three wrestlers who are Geminis, which is the current star sign uh, for people um, that, that believe in all this mumbo jumbo. Uh, <laughs> and I have picked horoscope readings from the Daily Record, the Daily Star, and the Daily Mirror. No, the Sun, sorry, it was one of them. And what we're going to do is Billy and Craig are going to pick uh, one of their uh, the wrestlers that they've chosen uh, and see which of them suits the chosen star sign. So, Billy, which uh, which Tesla is going to be your first pick on here? Um, all right, so I was going to hear that and then have picked a wrestler to correspond to it. But uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the with the Buffalo himself, one of the greatest Native American wrestlers that I can't name a second one. So, Tatanka. <laughs> No worries. So the, the, the options that, we, that Craig and uh, Billy had were Tatanka, Hornswoggle, Bo Dallas, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins and Bailey, all of whom are Geminis. So Billy is going with Tatanka for this one. Craig, who are you going to go for? I'm going to put Tatanka up against the, the guy who definitely will believe in this sort of stuff. Get Bo Dallas right in there. No worries. The dream so, nobody asked for. Bo Dallas versus Tatanka and it's live. And it's live. So, according to the sun, uh, uh, in fact, according to the dead Mystic Meg, apparently, uh, Mystic Deed, uh, she, she said, she, she predicted before her untimely passing that Gemini's on uh, uh, Tuesday, the, the 6th of June, uh, she, would, she said that Venus encourages you to be emotionally fearless and let every part of yourself show. You do know you've been holding back. In love terms, 
if you're prepared to give up a little power, you can gain such a lot. A work goal you were beaten to can come back, but you have moved on and need to consider this with care. So, Billy, you had uh, Tatanka, Craig, you had uh, Bo Dallas. I'm thinking that that is very apt for Bo Dallas. Uh, that was what was going through my head. That last bit about a work things just get away for you. He was allegedly Uncle Howdy, wasn't he? You know yep. I mean? So, yeah, that's, that's Bo Dallas. And, you know, give a little to gain a lot. Is he not meant to be with Liv Morgan? Uh, he uh, owns a farm with her, I believe, yeah. Okay. Maybe... Maybe he gives us 60%. He takes 40 and then they get together. Yep. And, and you know, he has been holding back, you know, and it, arguably he's been held back in the, the Uncle Howdy. So, yeah, I, I would say, Craig, you take that one uh, with uh, being uh, with Bo Dallas being your pick. Right, we'll go on to what uh, Russell Grant was saying in the mirror today, in the Sorry Daily Star today. Craig, uh, oh. quick. Yep, the superstore, so the way Daily Star. Uh, Craig, Roman which wrestler Reigns. are you putting forward for this one? Roman Reigns, the tribal chief. The tribal chief. <laughs> and Billy? I knew who I was speaking beforehand, but it just makes it even better. Uh, Russell Grant is absolutely a hornswoggle guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he definitely is. He definitely is. Now, here is... Uh, this is an unfortunate edit on the way that they've written this as well. Uh, wishes can come true, and you're starting to see this now. Many things are chang, but essentially many things are changing. There will be a degree of excitement in addition to you feeling slightly nervous at the same time. Be open and ready to accept anything new. That's Roman. It's definitely Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, okay. he's... Uh, he's starting to see now uh, that uh, the wishes can come true. He's made the thousand days as champion. Many things are changing. The bloodline's on its arse. But there will be a degree of excitement in addition to you feeling slightly nervous. You know, he's got, the, he's got uh, Jay and Jimmy uh, making him feel anxious. Be open and ready to accept anything new. He's got the new bloody belt. He's got the new bloody belt. Proper I when I was talking about wishes, I might have had a chance, you know, with him, Le- Horsewog will be a leprechaun, but, you know, that's, that's, it's, nah, I've fucked it. There right at the, the end here, I have absolutely ruined this. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, that that one will go to Roman, so that's another point for you there, Craig. And we'll go on to the third one, which is from today's Daily Records, which leaves, I believe, Billy with Bailey. Bailey. And Craig with Seth Rollins. The drip. Uh, this actually seems as if it's been copied from Russell Grant. <laughs> uh, hopes and wishes really can come true, and you're starting to see this now. Many things are changing in your life. There will be a degree of excitement in addition to you feeling slightly nervous at the same time. Be open and ready to accept anything new. What a bit of plagiarism that is. I didn't even think the star in the, the record were in the same stable uh, uh, papers, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they've got that's, exactly that's, that's Rollins and it <laughs> world champion. Uh, dreams come true, all that pish. I have, I have absolutely just, I am furious. <laughs> the, you, you could say, Billy, that the stars have not aligned uh, for oh. you on this one. Oh, get in. Uh, but yeah, I would I would say that that's Seth Rollins. His hopes and wishes are arguably the the new Captain America film. 
many things are changing in your life. Eddie changed his trousers last week after ripping the clutch out of them. Uh, <laughs> there will be a degree of excitement in addition to you feeling slightly nervous at the same time. He's changing, he's changing again, and he's he's gonna be a face now properly, you know. Yeah. So. And again, just like Roman, he's accepted a brand new belt. So a conclusive clean sweep on the superstar signs slash mystic omega for Craig DL to bring this week's the daft sheet to a close and the winning journal jabroni out of the two of you, Craig DL. You've got the most headlines and you get the most wins on there. So the headlines from this week's show are, uh, if I can bring them up here, uh, we got the front page, Billy had that, Livy and Unleashed uh, for uh, Joe Henry against Jack Morris. The back page, Craig got that one with fans go Gunter KO Mental for non-intercontinental bout. Page three uh, went to Billy. Uh, uh, with Lion King to be crowned in regards to Lionheart being inducted into the ICW Hall of Fame. And the TV pages, the Baker banter made it two each for uh, between DL and Billy. But with the superstar signs slash Mystic Omega clean sweep uh, in the horoscopes there, Craig DL is this week's uh, winner of the daft sheet. So well done, Craig. Thank you very much. I did read my horoscope before it came on and said I was going to win. So I'd like to say that's a surprise, but you know. Mystic Meg, Russell Grant, they know what they're talking about. You spoiled it for yourself. You spoiled yeah. it for yourself there. <laughs> but anyway, thank you very much for listening to the Daft Sheet. Uh, I have been Chris Jack. I was last week as well when you listened, and we got a ton of, in fact, we get over seven ton uh, listens in the first 24 hours. I don't know what the final number has been, but thank you very much for doing so. It's been much appreciated. If you're a fan of Wrestling Daft and the main show, uh, and you're not already on the Discord, why the fuck not? Get on it. Uh, you can enter the three different tiers. You can be whatever championship it is you pay for. You get access to the Discord. You can come in and chat with the, the guys in there. Uh, and aye, there's loads of stuff on the Discord. When the, the next Wrestling Daft Live show comes up, you'll get preferential tickets again, I'm assuming, uh, as and when that is. Uh, but for this week, Billy, thank you very much for uh, taking part again. Not a bother, anytime. Awesome. Craig, thank you for coming on. Not a problem, mate. My pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Excellent. And guys, in the, the podcast here and everybody listening, however you enjoy your wrestling, make sure it's daft and make sure it is sheety. Cheerio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.